Welcome to Southeastern Trailrunner Podcast. I'm your lonely host, sort of, Shannon, but I do have a guest host with me today, straight out of uh, the Army, or straight in the Army, I'm not sure how to actually phrase that, Joseph Fuller, who's a friend of the show and an uh, amazing runner in and of himself. He's a second lieutenant in the Army, uh, currently on break, so uh, he stopped by on his way through. And uh, we're glad to have him on the show. He's a badass runner as well. So uh, welcome to the show, Joseph. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm currently a second lieutenant over at Fort Benning. I'm in the um, infantry officer school. But uh, yeah, I ran college, ran for St. Leo, and then um, went to nationals a few times. And then we all, I've done a few ultra races as well. Now you also, uh, you you were an RD for a race as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so I race directed a race called the Skunk Ape Night Run under my Skunk Ape events, which is like the Florida Bigfoot. It's kind of out there, you know. Okay. So it's not me. It's just it's it, it's a another Bigfoot, but not myself. Yeah, you know, it was fifteen bucks in a potluck was the was the entry fee. Okay. Is this race going to happen again? Uh, I think 2021. I might bring it back. Okay. And is it still going to be fifteen bucks in a potluck? Fifteen bucks in a potluck. What about fifteen bucks in a can good? Can, you know what? We also did the cans of beer as well. Okay. I mean, I'm good with with any of those possible entries. But the advantage of Joseph being on t- today is we have a special guest. So uh, she's an amazing athlete, and, I'm, and I cannot wait to hear her story. So, uh, Joseph, I will let you introduce our special guest. Yeah, so we got Grace Norman. Um, she's got the gold medal at Rio in the Paralympic Games. She's also had like world records in you know her class of event. Um, and hey, Grace, do you want to c- kind of emphasize on kind of what your I'd say like achievement running resume would be? Yeah. So, um, like Joseph said, I am the 2016 Rio gold medalist in the Paralympic Games for triathlon. Um, I'm also the bronze medalist in the 400 meter. Um, and I hold the American record for my um, disability class in the 400 and the 800 meter, um, as well as the 1500 and the 800 and the 1500 meter world records as well. Um, I also run in college and um, for Cedarville University, and I'm on varsity for cross country and track. And I'm gearing up for Tokyo 2020 for the Paralympic Games. 2020 in Tokyo, Japan? Yes. That's that's super cool. So we've never had a gold medalist on before. I mean, uh, I feel like I should have brought a gift or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so how did you get started with, with or, 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 or how did you know that you were a, you, you would be this amazing athlete uh, at a certain level? Well, uh, so I was born with a congenital condition called amniotic band syndrome, and it took my left foot um, since birth. And so um, I was born into a very athletic family. My parents are both athletes in high school and college, um, and I have two sisters who are both very athletic as well. And so I was raised just to, um, 
I wasn't raised as like someone to see myself as having a disability. Um, I was just raised to be very competitive and uh, athletics just came normally to me. So I, uh, I ran all throughout junior high and high school. Um, but starting from a very young age, I had the dream of being in the Paralympics. Um, and it wasn't until around 2012 when I went to watch um, a Paralympic trials for track that that dream started kind of, kind of seeming like it was possible for me to achieve. Um, and so I got into triathlon um, because my dad's a triathlete and that was my, um, first kind of pathway into the Paralympics. Um, as far as becoming good or I kind of put quotes around good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone defines good as differently, but I think if um, you want a gold medal, Grace, I think, it, I think maybe <laughs> okay, good okay. might be an understatement. I think I'm pretty sure you're ranked like third in the world right now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so maybe better than good, Grace. I'm just, I don't. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give you the big hit here, but I'm thinking third in the world gold medalist might be a tad bit better than good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to, so I run with um, a a blade right now okay. um, for running, um, and so, but I didn't receive that running prosthetic until my the very end of my freshman year of high school. Um, okay. and so before I was running on a very just low profile prosthetic. Um, mm-hmm. so if you can imagine running with a pretty bad hitch and limp and, um, yeah. basically like a, a wood block is your foot. She uh, so like there's me. nothing giving you anything back in return. Yep. Um, so it, it was, it was pretty ugly. Uh, I was not good <laughs> at that time. <laughs> All right, fair. Um, <laughs> but freshman year is kind of when my athletic career kind of turned around and became something that was um, becoming more of more more fun to me because of that running prosthetic. Um, it helped immensely. I just to give a reference. Before I was running five um, k in around twenty four minutes okay. um, with the the low profile prosthetic and Mm -hmm. in 48 hours after getting that blade, I took uh, two and a half minutes off around 21. Um, And so just that huge difference of having that smooth rollover when you run and just Mm -hmm. the legs kind of doing the same work, um, it was totally new to me. And so I would say that was that defining moment uh, freshman year of high school that I knew something else was on the horizon, I guess. That's awesome. I mean, to go from a 24 to a 21, I mean, I'm an old person, but to go from a 24 to 21, that would be a, uh, a uh, quite the stretch, you know, in order to make that leap in, in, in a mere 48 hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, I was very surprised. I was smiling the whole race. <laughs> oh, I bet. So, yeah. I think Grace, um, so when it comes to triathlon, do you have different legs for, obviously you're doing running, cycling and swimming. Is there like a different method that goes on or like how does that game plan go in when you're doing a paratriathlon event? So I have um, – for for triathlon, I only use two different prosthetics. Um, we – in paratriathlon, no one is allowed any assistive devices in the swim portion. Okay. Um, so I do not 
wear anything when I swim. Um, and then I put on a biking prosthetic that has a, a cleat on the very bottom, uh, directly on the bottom. So it just clips right into the pedal on my bike and then I'll switch into the blade, um, for the run portion. So is it a certain brand of, uh, blade or, or prosthetic that you use for either the bike or the, uh, or the, or the run section? Uh, so for the biking foot, um, I, I think it's, it's just a low profile foot. You don't want okay. a lot of movement mm-hmm. um, when it comes to the biking foot. You want it to be pretty much as solid as possible so you don't lose any power transfer between your uh, leg and the pedal. Um, so that's kind of one that my prosthetist um, and I kind of crafted ourselves, okay. um, modeled after a few others that have been tested really well. Um, but for the running blade, I run in an Oser Cheetah blade. Okay. Is that... Is that a similar blade? The only, the only pair athlete that I know of is the guy from South Africa who ended up in like prison or something like that for yeah. killing his girlfriend. Yeah, I, I have to apologize for that that thought. But is it a similar blade to what he was using? In- yes, I I believe it is. Um, it's the same brand. It's not quite the same blade, right. but it looks it looks just like that. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So like, I think like a cool thing. I was like, how does the blade work as you like get older? Because you like from freshman year of high school in college, like how does that work out when you get older? So each there's different um, categories in each prosthetic. So it's all based on your weight and how much you can load it. So okay. um, I'm not, I'm not super. I'm not a mathematician, but <laughs> when it comes to uh, blades, as much you get back what you load into it. So if you put a lot of pressure, it's going to spring you back in that same direction. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, it's all based on like how much I weigh. So it's like a a weight to strength issue, maybe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I haven't changed much in my height and weight since freshman year. Um, So I think I'm in around the same category of prosthetic, but I have um, throughout the, I guess it's been close to like eight years of using it now. Uh Um, I've gotten much more comfortable and I trust it a lot more. So I, I use it to its full potential now. Whereas that first race, I was just learning how to basically run again Um, with that smooth rollover, with that push off um, Mm -hmm. and getting something back from that left leg. So so you're saying the freshman 15 didn't apply to you. (laughs) No, (laughs) You know, because they say that that first year of college, right? Everybody, everybody oh, gains know. gains you know fifteen percent or fifteen pounds, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but that's not true for you. Uh, no, I mean my weight fluctuates with my training season. Sure. Um, but currently, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious. I mean, you know, because you know, uh, I'm definitely not an elite athlete, but definitely my weight fluctuates between if I'm training for a big race or or if I'm just in a down cycle, you know, I'll, oh, I'll, for sure. I'll obviously, obviously gain some weight because I'm too stubborn to change my eating habits. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? Like, I'm 160 now. I was like 132 in college. <laughs> 132. <laughs> 132. How tall are you? Oh, I'm 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight, 132. I started lifting. I think that's a little little big difference in there. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah. so how does, how does, uh, 
what does trending look like for you? I'm, I'm really so, curious. Yeah. Um, right now with, um, the buildup to, I guess it is 2020 now. It's crazy. It doesn't right. feel like <laughs> it, it's a new year, but, um, yeah. So the Paralympics are this August, which is insane to think about. Okay, it's um, coming up. Yeah. Not far. Yeah. So training is kind of just now getting into full swing. Um, mm-hmm. I am a, an athlete that needs rest. And so I decided to run my senior season of cross country this um, past fall following my triathlon season. Um, okay. And the triathlon season goes pretty much from March to September. That's the race season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a very long season for me. Um, so I decided to take a solid um, around two, two months off of triathlon training. Okay. Um, but it was very good and I feel very restored and rested and kind of ready for this next season. Um, so triathlon training is just kind of getting kicked off right now, but, um, I train anywhere from 11 to 20 hours a week. We try not to go that super top level. Um, Mm -hmm. I like to keep around under 18 or else I just get too fatigued, but, the majority of my training um, is two to three workouts a day. Uh, with school, it's a bit difficult trying to get the hard, proper yeah. amount of a rest. Yeah. But um, yeah, currently over Christmas break, it's been great because I haven't had classes or anything. And um, I can do a workout in the morning for an hour to two hours and then kind of take a nap, get refueled, and then um, do another workout in the evening uh, with a possible lift or something after um, so we try not to double up too much on, um, like biking and running on the same day. Cause my legs will get extra tired. Um, but yeah, so most of the time we'll, I'll swim around five, five days a week. Um, I just feel that I lose, if I lose frequency in the water, I, it's just harder for me to get it back. Um, so I try to swim as much as I can, um, Currently, I'm in a pretty heavy cycling phase of training just to try to see if I can make some gains in that. Um, And so that'll be anywhere from an hour to three hour uh, training sessions Um, and then running as well. Um, I'm kind of following my college um, workouts currently, getting ready for indoor and outdoor season for one last time. Um, So, yeah, training is a bit crazy. But I guess it's kind of like my job, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I noticed you were in, you're in Florida right now over in the Claremont area. Which, yeah, you already I hit, am. You already hit the clay route, the, the clay loop. And it, honestly, if anyone's in Florida and you're in that like, three-hour radius of the clay loop. Clay? Like it, C-L-A-Y? Cl- clay loop, yep. Okay. It's a, it's like a, it's 10 miles, kind of like 11. But if you're in that area, that's definitely like one of my go-tos if you're there because you'll never regret doing the clay loop. Oh yeah. It's definitely one of my, um, favorite areas to train for just like, you can do long runs, timber runs. Um, like the surface is just hard enough that you don't lose like you're running in sand, but it's so good on your legs. So, so uh, a, a quick question cause I haven't seen a picture yet. I'm sure Joseph sent it to me, but are you, are you a below the knee? Or above oh the yes, knee. yeah. So how's that? How's that class, classification <laughs> right, work I'm, for cl- you? Because I'm sure it's, it's, it's a different classification, correct? 
Yes. So I am a below the knee amputee on my left side. Mm -hmm. Um, I am missing pretty much just my ankle and below. So I'm a pretty, I have a pretty long limb. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are different classifications for triathlon. There are um, six different categories. Okay. And so, um, and it goes up. One is going to be your most severely impaired okay. and six is, um, your most able. And so, uh, ones are your wheelchair athletes and sixes are your blind athletes. Um, and so I am classified as a five. Um, and an interesting thing is, um, I am the only below the knee amputee classed in as a five in the entire world. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. It's, I, a, I don't really understand that's the weird, system. Right? Um, yeah. The records uh, so, are four years taken. Yeah. So I, uh, race below the elbow amputees. Okay. Um, and other athletes who have all their limbs, but just like a deficiency in one of them. Okay. Um, so when it comes to transitions, I am the only one having to change prosthetics. Prosthetics, okay. Um, there are other below-the-knee amputees who race paratriathlon. They are just classes fours. Okay. Um, so that's my category. We are classed as mild um, impairments. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's that's who I race. Okay, cool. So I have a question. Being a, a trail and ultra guy, uh, one of the guys I really look up to is Dave Mackey. I'm not sure if you're aware of who who Dave Mackey is. He he's an. Uh, I believe I've heard of him, but I'm not quite sure of his story. Okay, so he he's an ultra runner. Uh, he's one of the OG badass ultra runners, but he he had a fall in Colorado. He took a step and a rock fell basically fell on his leg. And he lay there for hours. Anyway, mm-hmm. they, they had to amputate part of his leg, but he's come back f- since then. And he's he's ran Leadville and a bunch of other crazy hundred mile races. Uh, I was w- just wondering if, if if maybe you have an an idol or someone that you look up to that 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 you base off of in order to to I don't know in order to inspire you to greatness. Yeah, um, you know, since I was born this way, mm-hmm. um, I never knew anything different, and. Right. And for a while, I didn't really even know others like me existed. Um, And so it was just, it was just, no one really, um, like, I guess, big named or famous um, are really like my idols right now. A lot of them are just amputees who noticed and like reached out to me and were like, hey, maybe you should try, um, you know, running in a blade, like that might help a lot. Um, And so like, I've had people along my journey be there for me and just mm-hmm. be examples of how um how it's we're we're more normal than we think we are because the community is bigger right. than what um than what we thought uh but right. no like i guess on the the bigger level um that's a good question i really haven't thought too much about it sure. i definitely look up to a lot of my teammates um yeah. on the track and in triathlon um there's a few of my teammates who have really reached out to me, uh, Jared Wallace and uh, David Prince, they've been really big um, supporters of mine. And April Holmes was a, these are all like Paralympians as well. Um, Just very, very helpful in my um, up and coming 
and uh, getting ready for the first Paralympic Games. Um, so, yeah, they've all been a super big part of my journey. Nice. So you mentioned that growing up, you thought you were like the only one in this, with this issue, I guess, or, or in this category. What was that? What was it like, you know, the first time that you realized, hey, there's other people in in my same, same, that has the same issues that I'm dealing with? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's crazy because it's like whenever you meet someone who has the, who's done the same exact things as you or right. is, it's, it's like there's this untold connection that like we can never known each other before. And just like the fact that we are both missing a limb right. just connects us so deeply. Like we can understand each other like that. No one else, like, you know, you talk to your parents and your friends sure. about like, okay, my prosthetic isn't fitting. It's like, it falls off when I get, when it gets too cold and then it swells when it gets too hot right. and like all these different things that amputees only get, you know, like non amputees are like, okay, yeah. But then like, there's just a, such a deep connection with other people. Um, so whenever I first like had that first conversation and saw someone like me, I was like, Whoa, I'm not, I'm not the only one. <laughs> like it was really cool. Yeah, that's... Um, but like, again, since I was born this way, um, mm -hmm. it was just kind of normal for me to not think about it. I wasn't raised to like pity myself or look right. for like handouts. Um, and so I raced, um, you know, all throughout junior high and high school, I made it to state. And so like, for me, it wasn't, um, like, okay, I need to find others like me. Sure. It was, I'm just going to embrace the world around me and race to the best of my ability, even yep. with having a prosthetic. Yep. Um, but it is, it was really neat to find the community of amputees as well. Nice. Yeah, it's like that barrier wasn't really there. Right. <laughs> so I would ask this question. It's, you may not know it, but it's the elephant in the room, at least, at least for me. How many times have you beaten Joseph in a race? <laughs> I mean, he, he won't ask this. So, I, I mean, somebody here has to do it. <laughs> Um, I, I don't think I've ever beaten him. <laughs> I tell you what, her, her, uh, her, her older sister, that. Bethany, um, yes. back at Troy Christian, there used to be a track meet and, uh, the meet was so small. They used to run the men and the women at the same time. Okay. And that's kind of where like, I met her whole family at. Okay. And... Yeah. So, uh, Bethany was quite the, the fast starter in the race. Um, right. so I believe for the first, what, lap or or two laps she oh, was right I mean, there with you she Joe? would still beat some of the guys in those races <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure for sure but uh yeah you still took you still took the win on that one but yeah no i i actually don't think we've ever raced i mean i think we need a we need we need like a race between you and joseph in like, oh gosh in like an in like a, a uh olympic try <laughs> yeah, olympic okay try. I'll, I'll... right <laughs> I'll take that bet. Yeah, <laughs> I might drown and listen. The, in the I, swim. I'm totally, I'm totally betting on you. And uh, <laughs> if I lose, it's it it it's money well worth losing. We should donate to okay. charity or something. My bike is going to be an '82 Schwinn Latour, so <laughs> good old steel oh, frame. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty heavy. Um, yeah, that alone <laughs> might might sink you there. <laughs> nice, nice. So I think one of the other things too, so you're balancing college and like, so you're getting ready for things like you got ready for Doha and you're a student at Cedarville. 
it's like how do you balance doing college stuff and like this world class athlete also on a college team kind of thing yeah you know i get that question a lot um and it's it's not easy um it's it takes an incredible amount of um just like time management uh because i'm um a full-time nursing student at Cedarville University going into my last semester. Um, I run cross-country and track for Cedarville University, and I am on the national team for triathlon getting ready for the Paralympics. And so um, sometimes it just comes down to one day at a time. Let's schedule this day minute by minute and get it all down to, okay, this is when I'm waking up. This is when my first workout is. This is when I need to be at class. This is when I'm eating. This is when I'm sleeping and it just goes down from there. Um, and it's, it's really busy. And I guess I would have to say, I just, I don't have a social life, <laughs> I guess. Um, I take some time for myself, but mainly it's just, all right, I have to get this done and this done and this done. And, um, but still kind of find the joy in it all. Uh, but it's not easy at all. Um, but the funny thing is, is I find myself more productive when I am training than when I'm not. So that makes sense. I guess, yeah, I guess, uh, the time management is a big, the big thing. Sorry. Are you doing any like, um, clinicals right now? So I will be starting my preceptorship for nursing, um, in two weeks. So I'll be working, um, for six weeks as a nurse. I'll be working a uh, full time. Is the hospital so. going to take off for the, the Olympic Games? What? Is the uh, hospital going to let you take off for the Olympic Games? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess I missed that part. But but what are what are you studying to be in college? I'm studying nursing. So a very dedicated degree. Not, not only is yeah. she faster than us, she's smarter than us as well, Joseph. <laughs> Point that I out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I'm a bio that. dropout, so <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a short list, but this this list every time I talk to somebody that's an elite athlete, the list always gets longer. Oh, look, they're, they're faster than me and smarter than I am. <laughs> well, I mean, we haven't proved any of those things. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not one. I'm not going to race you. <laughs> Two, I don't think we're going we're, we're to take any tests together as well. What about you, Joseph? Oh, you gonna... I don't think I'm going to try to try anytime soon. So Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't swim. So if I get somebody to swim for me, or can you swim with water wings? I could do that like where you put your arms in front of you and you go all the way around. I can turtle for a solid mile. That's turtle. about it. <laughs> I think maybe the race is farther than that. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think this sounds like a really good race. <laughs> At this point, I'm before we started, I was totally in on you, but now I'm like, there's no chance I wouldn't bet anything to choose you over Joseph in this. In, in this, uh, <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna make this happen, Joseph. It would be a, it would definitely be a good race. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe do it whenever I'm out of shape. That that would help. Oh, <laughs> see, she's <laughs> she's willing she's willing willing to uh, help you out with this because she knows she's going to smoke you. I would see jump that? in the run, but I don't know about the bike. Yeah, see, you could definitely get me in the run, but uh, 
You're going to lose in the swim. I do this for a living. <laughs> and, in the, and in the bike. I mean, that's, that's strong. I mean, seriously, in order to be an elite athlete and also be a college student in nursing, no less, I mean, that's, that's no small feat. I mean, that's, you know, a nursing student can be pretty much a full-time job in and of itself. And then to add, you know, 11 to 18 to 20 hours of, of, you know, whether it's running, biking, swimming, that's, that's quite a bit. Yes. Thank you. It's a, it's not easy, but you got to find the joy in it all, you know, um, as long as you're enjoying it, then it's doesn't really feel, doesn't feel that bad. So what's, what, what is it that drives you to be, to be this person? Oh, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I had this uh, triathlon journal that I write down. I mm-hmm. kind of journal every day after workouts. And, okay. um, and so at the beginning of each season, I put down my why. Like, why am I doing this? Yeah, um, yeah. that's important. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of cool to look back and see what, um, what each season's main motivation was. Um, this year... Um, I really took time to, to get back into the love of the sport. Um, mm-hmm. at the, at the end of each season, it's always like, okay, I'm really tired. I'm ready for a break. Right. Um, but these past few weeks of training has really kind of helped renew my love for triathlon. Um, and a lot of, uh, why I do it is to, um, be able to share my story and who I am with, um, everyone around me. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of it is, uh, just being so grateful for the opportunities that I've been given in my life, uh, whether it's, um, from my parents, uh, the school I've been able to go to just the, the multiple countries I've been able to visit and race in, mm-hmm. um, and just not taking anything for granted. Um, I've been super blessed to be born this way to, um, a lot of people will see it as a disability or a disadvantage in life, but I see it as a huge platform um, in order to share my faith and my, my story to so many people. Um, and so that's kind of my why going into this season is just to, to share who I am and um, to love every second of it. Nice. I mean, uh, you know, I run crazy, crazy long events, you know, hundred miles and such. Yeah. And, and if you don't have a why, you know, someone in the middle of that race, you're going to lose whatever it takes to continue moving forward because at some point it's going to suck, you know? Oh, yeah. Right? So if you don't have a solid why as the reason why you're doing it, you know, the chances of you excelling at, at such event is, is slim to none. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I know for me, like, I was at mile, like, 73 at the long haul 100. I, I had, like, trench foot and... You know, I finally finished that race in like 31 hours. Yeah. But kind of, you kind of have to dig down and go, you know, what's the thing? What do I want out of this? Do I really want to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was definitely the race I struggled at the most. Um, so, Grace, like, what's the race that like you thought, like, oh crap, this is the hardest thing I've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's been several. Um, I'm a very emotional athlete. A lot of my races are come down to the mental side of it. So finding that why and finding that motivation is so important to me. Um, but one of my, probably one of the most recent races that was so t- 
tough was um, the the test event this past year in Tokyo. So we actually went to Tokyo and raced on the race course that will be for the Paralympics um, this year. And it was miserably hot and humid. Um, probably is like heat index of like 110 with like humidity, like through the roof. And it was just miserable. Um, I, it was just not going the way I was hoping. And, um, my temperature, my core temperature was up to around 104, which was, um, <laughs> I figured out after the race, which is probably why I wasn't really thinking clearly and not feeling the <laughs> yeah, greatest. That's stupid hot. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's just like races like that is where when nothing is going right, everything hurts. And like, I, I even stopped and talked to my coach and was like, should I even finish this race? <laughs> um, but to this date, I have not ever pulled out of a race. Uh, that was one I should have, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> and it's just races like those kind of help like remind you, of why you're doing it, you know? Um, but yeah, that was a really tough one. It was super hot and, <laughs> uh, and there's been countless, I mean, seasons as long as, you know, six months, you're going to have races that go your way and races that aren't even close to what you wanted. Um, and I've had each season, there might be a handful of, of good ones. And a lot of the other ones are, are good learning experiences. <laughs> I mean, uh, you've got to think that, that you being the very first gold medalist for a Paralympic triathlon, I mean, there's got to be kids who now look up to you as being the first ever to do something. You know, it's no different than, and I know a few of Paralympic athletes, like, I'm not sure if it's an Olympic event, but, but Tatiana McFadden, who just crushes people. Yeah, and, the wheelchair. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, has has that crossed your mind that, you know, here's my platform, but being the first ever in in my sport to do this, I mean, you've got such an amazing voice and platform that you can now, that now kids, you know, that are just starting out have someone that say, hey, you know what, I can accomplish something because this person did this as well. Yeah, you know, um, that's one of my my biggest missions as an athlete and as a person is to really reach out to children um, with disability and just children in general, but especially the children with disability, because um, I knew how much it meant to me whenever I had a mentor that I could look up to uh, when I was young and um, realize that, okay, I can accomplish my dreams. Um, I don't have to be stopped by this, um, so-called disability um but now having that title to my name just um it makes things it's kind of surreal you know to think that like okay people are looking up to me um Mm -hmm. and it's 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 crazy because i've been able to share my story to so many children i go um and speak to a lot of elementary schools um Mm -hmm. and just kind of sharing that message of if you dream big and you set those goals, then you can really accomplish anything you put your mind to. And, and we all have different things that might seem like disabilities to us or, or things that will, will keep us, you know, for other people would keep them from doing things. But like, I just encourage people to, 
to not let those things define them and keep them from doing what they want. Um, so to have that accomplishment to my name, it does mean a lot. And I do realize how many people look up to me. Um, two summers ago, I was able to help coach a, um, a youth paratriathlon camp and, and they were all so excited to meet me. And it, it just seemed kind of like, why are you so excited to meet me? Like I'm, I'm a normal person. Like right. to me, I'm, I'm no famous person. I'm no, I'm no one that should, you know, people want to meet, but like just having those people so excited to meet me was like, okay, like this is another reason why I do this. I want to be able to, to share that message to, to all, to all athletes, but especially right. the younger community. Same thing happens to me, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even you, you got to speak at the Air Force Marathon, right? I did. Yeah, I was um, awesome. one of the the honored guests there, and it was it was an incredible experience. Yeah, because you, um, I don't know who went first, but you were also speaking with Bob Shule, right? I was. I got to share the stage with him, and uh, we both were able to share our stories, and it was incredible. Which we all know, like Bob can just go on with stories <laughs> for the longest time. So when I started running, um, I reached out to Bob. So he won the gold medal in 64 at the Tokyo Olympics, which, of course, now Grace is going two. And Bob cool actually won you know, the only gold medal in the 5K that right. any American has ever done. Yeah. So like Bob has definitely taught me a lot of different things. So like, did you, did you get to talk to Bob and kind of like compare notes on like what you're excited for with Tokyo? Uh, a little bit. We um, we were just asked a lot of questions from people listening, um, but he's an incredible, incredible person. So many stories, like you said. Um, he has so much wisdom and insight when it comes to running, and um, and just his attitude towards life is inspiring in and of itself. Um, so just being around him was was really neat. Um, and yeah, so we we didn't really get to talk too much about the upcoming uh, Tokyo Olympics and Paralympics, but uh, that, that comment was mentioned about, okay, you, you won gold in Tokyo in, the, what was it, 64? Yeah, or, 64. Yeah, so, and then and you're now going to Tokyo in 2020. Um, so that was a really cool comparison. That was cool how they lined that up with us. It'd be cool to see what the difference was from 64 to 2020, because I'm willing to bet that the difference in Tokyo from today from 64 would be like mind blowing, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, with, with all the technology, technology advancements, like a muddy track to Mondo track. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> just, just crazy advancements. Uh, but anyway, to be able to compete in any sort of Olympics is, I don't know. I don't understand it. Cause I'm never going to get to the Olympics outside of buying it, outside of buying a ticket. Maybe she'll buy me a ticket one day when it's close to home somewhere. Yeah, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. You better make it so we can all watch you. Where's twenty twenty four at? Uh, oh, I that one's in a uh, Paris, but um, twenty twenty eight is in L A. Oh, that's it. Twenty twenty. Okay, so, so. twenty twenty eight. I'm expecting an invite. To, <laughs> all right. To come right. support. <laughs> I mean, I'll be really old by then, like way older <laughs> than what I am today. But still, I can come support and cheer and raise hell in L.A. Oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so how's that? How, 
So you're going to Olympic Games in what triathlon? I assume, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, this year or this cycle, I was just focusing on triathlon, um, not doing track for the Paralympics this this time. So, um, yeah, how's that selection work when it comes to para the Paralympics? How's that Team USA selection kind of go down? So for uh, triathlon, um, it's kind of a long process. The qualification period started um, in 2019 in June at um, our first race Whoa. there in June. And so that's a basically, crazy long time. <laughs> yeah. So it goes from June until pretty much 2020 June. And you have to be within um, there's a certain world ranking you have to be. I think it's top six in okay. the world. Um, you have to be the top U.S. person. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also have to um, race at a qualification event. And so the test event in Tokyo was our first qualification event. However, due to poor water quality, the swim was canceled. And so um, the race that. was yeah, the race was not a qualification event anymore. Um, and so now our pretty much our only qualification event is in March in Sarasota, Florida. Um, You've been out there a handful of times too, right? Yeah. Yep. I've raced here pretty much the past five years. Um, and, and I do a lot of trading out here as well, but yeah, so the qualification event, I have to race in that. Um, I think I have to, podium in the qualification event and uh at least this is for the u.s qualification i don't know about other countries but um the u.s uh they'll take two up to two athletes for each disability category uh sport class um but as of right now there are no other u.s athletes um in my category with me but yeah so i'm hoping so we're going to tokyo what you're saying what? So we're totally going to Tokyo is what you're saying. Uh, barring any, you know. All I need is a plane ticket. <laughs> yeah, barring any uh, <laughs> unseen, um, you know, not not good things, uh, that's that's the plan. We'll um, knock on wood for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. I mean, to be able to experience that uh, is just incredible. I mean, I, I mean – Joseph, I've never ever talked to a gold medal Olympic winner. I, I mean, this might be the uh, top point of of my life outside of talking to Claire Gallagher. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, way up there. I mean, yeah, dude, you, you even got like um, because you won the you won the world championships this year, right? Uh, I was third place this year. Um, uh, I think it was in September, right? Yeah, I took a bronze medal in September. Okay, sweet. So, name the two people that beat you. <laughs> and where are they uh, from? Yeah, where are they from? They're, they're both from Great Britain. Um, so, we have to go to England and take somebody out, which you're trying to say? <laughs> no. We're not against that, no. we're trying to say. We're, we're, we're here for you. Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> and their names are Lauren Stedman and uh, Claire Cashmore. And okay. we've pretty much, at least Lauren and I have been racing for the past um, this six, seven years, six, seven years. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, 
we pretty much know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, and Claire just came onto the scene a few years ago, um, but they're both very strong athletes, and um, it should be a really good race. Uh, each race this season will be very good, and we'll yeah. see we'll see who comes out on top in, in Tokyo. So what, what would you say your strength is in these events compared to, compared to your, your competitors? Um, my strength is definitely the run. The run, okay. Um, when it comes down to it and comparing times throughout the season, um, I can average around a minute to a minute and a half faster in a 5K than yeah. um, the other competitors. That, um, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Um, we all pretty much swim the same. They were okay. uh, Paralympic swimmers, so they're very strong swimmers. Right. Um, and we all kind of just uh, duke it out in the water, but then they're very strong cyclists. Um, and so I lose a lot of time on the bike portion. So okay. currently I'm in a cycling block of training, trying to gain back. Which is back. why you're working that one. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Putting in the work so sure. I could, uh, kind of make that gap a little bit smaller and I can have an easier time on the run. Nice. So if you could explain each, each segment of the triathlon, as far as how far each distance is from, from each, whether it's the swim, the bike and, and the run. So just so all of our listeners know. Yeah. So, uh, in paratriathlon, we do the sprint distance. Um, okay. it sounds fast and short, but it's not, um, <laughs> <laughs> so the, the swim is 750 meters, okay. um, which is just short of half mile. Okay. And the bike is a 20 K and okay. the run is so a five K. Okay. So, so almost half a mile, then almost half marathon. And then a 5K. Yes. Correct. Because I'm, cause it's 42.2, right, for, for the full marathon? So 20K would be maybe... 20K is around like 12.4. 12, 12 and change, yeah. Yeah. I was doing the math in my head, and, but I've been drinking, <laughs> so I don't really have that math down. But luckily, <laughs> Good job. luckily you were there for me, so we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, the entire race uh, takes me... Around an hour and five minutes, hour oh. and anywhere from around an hour five to an hour nine, ten, depending on the course. So you train a, between, I'm guessing some probably train between 15 and 18 hours a week for an, an hour and change event. Correct. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a lot of work, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> for an event that only lasts a shade over an hour. That's crazy. I mean... I mean, I, I've got a full-time job, and I run when I'm in training anywhere between 8 and 15 hours a week, never more than 15, to go yeah. to go 100 miles. Not not elite status, you know, but still, to think you could accomplish an elite level with what seems like, you know... As a guy, as a guy who can run twelve to fifteen hours a week, on top of a job, as a person who's going to school and running—well, not running, but you're doing running, cycling, and swimming—three yeah, whole, whole different events, right? <laughs> I mean, that's that says something, right? I, I mean, that, that you can do not much more time than what I'm putting in just one event, and to be such an amazing elite athlete is incredible. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. 
right? Yeah, that's honestly incredible. Because like, I'll go out at night after I get done with you know whatever we're doing with iBullock. You know, I'll go, I'll go run for like an hour or two, and I come back home and I'm just I'm done. I'm going right. to bed. Right. She's got she's got three 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 separate events that she's training for, on top of nursing school for God's sakes, which I have no idea how long that takes. I'm never been there but i know for a fact that that between trials and school and whatever else the case is i mean the amount of time that she's spending just training in college stuff it's got to be it's got to be insane right yeah yeah it's uh, it's (laughs) pretty crazy that's why i uh, mentioned earlier i don't really have a social life (laughs) Yeah, but look here, Grace, I have to ask. So you finally got Uh-oh. a tattoo. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Let's I was I did. I was led astray about how this was going to go. I didn't realize, Grace, that you had ink. Because now that you have ink, this whole podcast is gonna change complete subjects. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> go right ahead. Okay. Let's 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 explain what ink you currently have. All right, so um, I just got my first tattoo. Uh, it is the Paralympic symbol. Um, is it different than the regular Olympic symbol? It is. So I'm, I'm ignorant, the, so you have to help me out. The Olympics okay. are the Olympic rings. I have um, the picture. Well, I have your picture. Oh, yeah, okay. We're pulling yeah. it up on Instagram. So. Oh, I, there we go. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for Joseph stalking you because it's his phone. <laughs> you get, I'm a pro, professional. That's awesome. That's badass. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool shit. All right, sorry. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, so it's um, called the Paralympic Agitos. Uh, Agitos? Is that what the G? Agitos. Okay. Uh, yeah, A, I guess A-G-I-T-O-S. Yeah. I'll agree with you, um, how you spell it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just, I got that about a week ago. Um, it had been around three years that I've wanted it, but um, when I first attended the Paralympics and raced there, I was 18. Okay. And uh, my parents, my parents don't have any tattoos, and they were kind of like, "You got to wait till you're uh, at least 21 to get a tattoo." <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> they always say that. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, I finally decided to to get it, and uh, um. My my post that I posted on social media about the tattoo is really um really does a good job kind of saying what I wanted from this tattoo, the message. Um basically I I wasn't sure if I wanted to be branded with the Paralympic Agitos when I first um went to the Paralympics because I kinda saw this symbol as a symbol of disability. Um but as I have grown in as an athlete and as a person and um put in so much work over the past i guess almost four years now um it's become a symbol of motivation to me and a symbol of ability and a celebration of who i am as a person um and it became what i really wanted and um, i'm very proud to to be branded with that currently now okay so i have two questions after this the first one was so you got a tattoo and you went on the rope cage as your first one. I mean, that's I mean, that's painful in itself, right? <laughs> yeah, slightly. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, it's not like you went with an arm or a calf. 
No, you went rib cage right off the bat. And Cutler. I mean, that says something in itself, right? <laughs> Let's do one that I, hurts like hell. Yeah, you know, um, I, I wanted it to be able to be concealed, but also shown right. if I wanted it. Uh-huh. Um, so the placement was, I, I went back and forth so many times where the placement was. Um, but I'm, I'm very pleased with how it turned out and where I put it. Um, I think... I think the the Gito's kind of look like ribs in of itself, so it kind of right. fits really well there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd be lying if I said it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, question two on top of this is nobody ever, I mean ever, only has one tattoo. <laughs> it's it becomes an addiction, and you're gonna have more. So, Are you gonna get another gold medal tattoo tattooed on? I don't know. That's what Joseph wants me to do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have something planned. I I actually do not. Um, nothing well, is planned currently. In that case, we're here to help you out. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe off podcast, but we'll definitely help you out because ink is the way to go. Once you get one, you just can't stop there because it becomes something that, that, I don't know. I don't know why it is, but it's just something that, you know, People, you get one, you're like, you know what? That's super cool. Here's what I'm into. Here's what I'm doing. And you, I went one from 12, so. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, yours should be, I know. Oh, you should be, okay, I got this symbol. I'm crushing shit. I'm going to get a tattoo that states that I will crush you in whatever we do because I'm a, I'm a badass. What do you think, Okay, Joseph? great. <laughs> We have to work on this for her. I mean, we're here to help you out. What we're trying, what I'm trying to say. Oh, great! Thank you so much. Means, <laughs> no, but I, I knew the tattoo had a really good meaning that definitely was worth sharing. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank uh, you. The placement's good. It looks great. So, thank uh, you for your first tattoo. That's awesome. But I, I'm expecting more at this point. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> I expect. Okay. I expect a full sleeve next time we chat. What I'm trying to say to you. Okay, okay, I'll I'll get working on that. <laughs> You've got like five more Olympic games to go through, so Exactly, exactly. Yeah, by the time I've got time. Right. When LA rolls around and, and me and Joseph come out in support of you, then then I expect to sleeve with maybe maybe my name or face on it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. With a gold medal around it or something. <laughs> Not that I'll ever get for that, but but I'll definitely come support because you're a badass <laughs> Thank and, you. and that's awesome. Thank you. I don't know, man. She's freaking awesome. I'm super glad, Joseph, one, that you came and uh, hung out with us tonight. And then I'm super glad, part two, that you introduced Grace to us because she's a badass. She's laughing, but it's freaking true. She won the gold medal for God's sakes. She's super freaking humble. Yeah, it's definitely true because like I remember like running in high school, like a lot of people said, "Hey, there's that girl with one leg," and then you realize <laughs> right. like there's a lot more to that athletic journey than some kind kind of some people say that it is. Right, because you know she's more than just this gold medal person, right? There's more to her than just a person who's a badass at, at, at what she does. Right, because deep down she's still a person with feelings and dreams and aspirations that maybe go beyond this. Obviously, she's going to school to be a nurse, but she's more than just this amazing athlete that 
that people and all people should look up to because she's the first person in the U.S. to win a gold medal in the Paralympic triathlon. I mean, holy freaking shit, right? It's awesome. Yeah, I, I know Grace kind of like kind of says it so casually, but I remember one time right, it, was couple, it was such a couple of years ago. She sent me like, oh, like, hey, you know, if you want to come watch me at a meet over at IUPUI, you know, I'm going for the 800 meter world record. <laughs> Just casually, right? Grace, that's insane. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, Joseph and I have been friends for, uh, I don't know, probably like how how many years? Like six, it, five? It was since I started running. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, he, he's been a big supporter of mine, and I'm very, very grateful to you been invited to hang out with you guys tonight it's been um it's been a really good chat and the fact joseph that you're still friends after all this time is <laughs> sort of shocking <laughs> she, hey that's the running world for you she has the ability to make bad decisions what i'm trying to find out here because <laughs> you're still friends and now i consider myself a friend as well because she's a badass and we should be friends yes yes we are friends bang Boom. That's a win. Well, Grace, I hope I hope your night has been well. We definitely appreciate the fact that you took time out of, out of your schedule to uh, chat with us. And I hope we can spread the word about the amazing things you, that you are doing as a person and the uh, inspiration, whether you believe it or not, that you're going to inspire future generations to uh, be like, whoa, that girl is amazing. And it shows that no matter who or what you are, you can do things that are way above what you even dreamed of imagining. So we appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'll see you in LA in 2028. All right. I'll see you there. <laughs> what else you got, Joseph? Any more questions for Grace? Oh, no, I'm, I'm good. You're good. Grace, I thank you so much. Oh, I do have one last question. Sorry, Grace. I do have one yeah. last so, I mentioned Dave Mackey earlier, who runs who runs hundred mile races. He did the uh, yeah. he did the uh, Leadville uh, Leadman, which is like five events in like a month, all crazy events. Have you? I know you're currently in your prime for Olympic things, but have you ever given thought to going longer and doing trail events? Um, currently, I've not really given much thought to it, but. I do want to be active pretty much my entire life. Sure. Um, and I will retire at some point from the elite level of, mm -hmm. of triathlon. Um, and after that, I do want to explore more, um, more like different activities. Uh, and sure. so I think trail, trail running and racing and maybe not the, the hundred milers. I'm not quite that Grace, into distance, Grace, but you've got this. <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't, don't give it up. Grace. Don't, don't say never. Oh, I, I'm never going to say never, right. but, uh, but yeah, um, I, I, I am interested. Uh, definitely Joseph has sparked my interest in <laughs> Cross it. Cross country is um, only the start. It is. It's, exactly. Yeah. It's like no, a gateway drug, can, Grace. A gateway drug. All it right. Is. Yeah. Maybe but you'll get me out way. there one day. Yes. I'm, I mean, I, I think Dave Mack is probably the only para athlete that does ultras at this point. So you, you could be, you could be the next. Once you've retired from being such a, a badass triathlete Olympic person. All right, great. Sounds good. I found my new calling after triathlon. Bang. I'm going to write it down. 
There it is. Okay. I mean, you do a 50 mile, and then all of a sudden you're 50K, 100K, and hey, then you go to the 100 mile. I think she's in. Yeah, that, that's a pretty steep climb, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> you can always go back to the marathon. I did it. You could. We don't recommend it, <laughs> oh, but man. it's doable. Okay, good to know. Awesome. Thank you very much, Grace. Have a great night. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Bye. Joseph, man, that was freaking awesome. Yeah, Listen, dude. go ahead. I'll say, yeah, dude, it's, it's always great because um, we've been friends for years, so it's I think it's great for people to come out and um, kind of hear what she has to say. So it's because it's definitely an event that not a lot of people kind of get to experience. Because I know when I went out, when she said that, like, oh, hey, I'm going for the, you know, the world record in the 800 meter, a, you know, a para event was not something I've ever seen before. Like, nevertheless, the 5K on the track with wheelchairs. That's kind. Of, it's kind of like a chariot NASCAR okay. kind of thing around the track. So it's definitely cool for a lot of people to kind of see and hear that type of um, event and environment. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, I used to work at a uh, at a kids camp for uh, kids with uh, health issues, and and th- they did a uh, always had a a swim meet there for uh, Paralympic athletes. It was a qualification heat that we set up for, and that was always cool to see. But uh, I've never actually been to a major event to see people of all abilities just coming out and just crushing shit. I mean, they would crush us, right? Because the things that they, they can accomplish. Oh, there's a guy, uh, David Prince. He does a 200 meter. Oh, this guy would blow me away in the 200. In the 200? See, I find that hard to believe. Because you're pretty damn fast. I'm not fast in short distance at all. So, I mean, 200 meters, I'm sure I get smoked by lots of folks. But you yourself are, are, are uh, I mean, you're young for God's sakes. I hate that about you. But uh, you're, you're uh, super fast, so. I try. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely try. It's so, a lot of, like sneaking out at night and getting those, those extra miles in. I love, totally love the nighttime trail miles. I think it's my favorite trail miles ever. When you're out there at night by yourself or with a few people. And it's completely dark, and it's just you in the woods with nature, and you hear the smallest sound sounds like a bear is attacking you, or whatever the case maybe even it kind of freaks you out, which is why you you take friends but uh that without a doubt is is my favorite time yeah I've done definitely done a lot of solo runs at night when I was at officer candidate school over at Fort Benning mm-hmm. so usually you had to be in bed at a certain time well, after that time, the cadre would leave. So I would have to go out after that time to actually get my mileage in. So I'd be running around post just late at night. There are like deer everywhere. And like yeah. there's a trail that maybe was like a two miles away. So boom, just like using my phone as my light. That right. was the only way I could see around the trail. Oh, that's the worst. I mean, I did a Ragnar trail event uh, in Vermont the first year they had it. And it rained horribly. The uh, first year. And so we were shorter runners, so I ran back-to-back legs at night in the pouring rain. 
and the charges got worse and worse. And eventually, my headlamp died on on the second loop I ran. And so I'm on top of a mountain, with, and I'm with you. What I have currently is my light off my iPhone. <laughs> and that's no light in the middle of stinking night. You can see like three feet, four mm-hmm. feet. Right, maybe. And with all the mud and the roots, I was like, yeah, this is insane. But regular night running? Yeah, total fan of. So before we go, I'd be remiss not to uh, pimp a little Ragnar Trail of because as a Ragnar Trail ambassador, uh, if you ever want to get into trail running, the Ragnar Trail scene is where it's at. And the reason for that is you can go with your buddies or your homies or your femme fatales or whoever because it's an amazing event. You go, you camp. You hang out. There's a village, which you can try on shoes. You can run in said shoes that you're trying on, on whatever loop you're you're on. Uh, they show movies throughout the night. They have s'mores. Uh, it's just an amazing event. Have you ever have you ever run a Ragnar trail? Yeah, so I did Ragnar like a year ago with my CrossFit gym. Okay, and, yeah, uh, it was definitely a great time because a lot of them were just kind of casual goers. So right. I, I'd hit my loop, and they're like, oh. Damn it, Joe's already done. <laughs> like, I'll text him like, "Hey, I'm at mile three. and then boom, I'd be back. Boom, he's back. Joe, but, uh, it was what a great happened? time. Yeah, I finished because I was the last person to finish the last leg run of the whole thing. And, which one? Which uh, is which Alify. Alify, okay, in Florida, Florida so yeah. it's conveniently close to where I was at. And um, did you do the first year? First year Alify? I'm not sure. Like I think it was... Two years ago, maybe? I think the first year, it rained like a ton. Okay. Which everybody's telling me these horror stories of it. But right. I think I ran the second, second year, year where okay. it did not rain. Nice. Which, thank goodness, I hate running in the rain. <laughs> but, uh, like, when I crossed the finish line, I had the whole, like, all everyone was with me. And yep. I cracked a beer. Did okay. It, did the shotgun across the finish line. Nice. And the people... Some people looked at me like, oh, yo, what's going on? <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are like, oh, heck yeah. That's the so, way to do it, right? That's definitely something with the Ragnar community that everyone really gets behind. And like people just cheer for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that that's the advantage. You learn about the community. You learn about what it's like to just hang out with people of like minds. And you drink beer. You hang out with a tad bit of running involved. I mean, it's a giant campsite. And everybody's cooking their own breakfast. They give you a free meal Friday night. Uh, you do do a tad bit of running, but there's there's events in the village. There's your group of people that you hang out with, but there's also three thousand other people that are camping right with you, and it's just a giant fun party with a tad bit of of running intermixed. It's definitely a lot. Of, it's a little bit of running and a lot of like community fun. Right, exactly right. Which which I think. That's that's why it's such a good introduction for, for new runners and even seasoned runners alike. If, if you're real competitive, you can come out and run hard and you can crush the event and g- get an extra medal for uh, winning your category. Yeah, like there's like the really fast groups. Yeah. There's the groups that do the ultra thing uh-huh. where it's like four people or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it's like you'll have your CrossFit gym. You have your local group run. Yeah. You've got like your diehards. And then kind of your casual goers who are there to have like a community, just a kind of a great time yeah. hanging out and bonding. Yeah. Ragnar Trail event is, is, in my opinion, you know, so much fun. 
And like I said, you, you can choose any style you want. You can be competitive. You can do it as socially. Uh, uh, you can have friends across the country. Uh, whatever the case may be. And, Joseph, if you want to save some cash, you can use our code, SETR, it's all caps, and save 100 bucks on your team for Ragnar Trail Overnight Relay. How about that? You all about saving cash, right? <laughs> I mean, as a as a uh, young person who's uh, just starting their way off. Yeah, that would have been nice when I was in college. Exactly right. Anytime I can save money, SETR, 100 bucks off, that's a total win. So that's about all I got. I mean, uh, it's been a good episode. We've had uh, we had a great guest, and I had no idea what to expect. Phenomenal. Yeah, when we started, uh, Grace is incredible. Uh, totally appreciate her coming on. Uh, on a whim, I mean, J- Joseph texted me and said, "Hey, I'm in town. Let's do a podcast. I've got this person," and I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I and I I had no idea no idea what to expect, but she's super super inspiring. Let's hope everybody gets a lot out, out of that. I want to thank a few a few people, like uh, uh, Bike Rack and Bistro, Patrick and Crystal. If you haven't been to Bowling Green and ate in Bike Rack and Bistro, are you really living right? I don't think so. You can have Bowling Green. You have to hit Bike Rack Bistro. They've been a sponsor of ours from day one. Uh, so we're past our third year. So we're like old pros at this. But actually, I'm just starting. Because Clinton's not here, and I do the technical shit all about my damn self. Yates, get your ass back. And uh, that's all I got. Anything else? Something you want to add? Oh, that's all I got. Where can people find you at, Joseph? On on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook? Oh, yeah. So on, on the socials, I'm the Army Trail Runner, at Army Trail Runner, obviously. And uh, it's kind of just my normal day-to-day, what's going on with iBullock, what's going on with my running. Um, yeah, so right now I'm coached by Pat Reagan. Pat Reagan, he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's been a lot of help. He's a stud. Especially with getting ready for my first marathon. I only had two months of, like, actual training for the marathon. And I went from, like, point A to B in such a great amount of time. I think you had a pretty solid base, though, uh, heading into this. You know, so just a matter of of getting the uh, specifics down of, of what you're looking for, right? There was a lot of like different transitional things coming off of. I was previously training with Bob Shule, who we mentioned earlier, because mm-hmm. he won the gold medal. But he uses like kind of like the igloo method, and then Pat does a little bit differently. So it's been kind of a nice transition moving from A to B. Yeah. As I move over, especially coming from off of basic training where I didn't have a whole lot of training, and then being actually able to do a training cycle. Nice. So. Awesome. So. Uh... The back 30 guys, you guys have made out like a banshee this time. You know, last week, maybe not so much, but this week, the back 30 guys, we've pressed it for you. And you guys are welcome. You know what we should have done, Joseph? We didn't get Grace's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook where people could find her at. If you could help me out with that, that would be most outstanding. That would be at Grace Norman Try. At Grace Norman Try. Honestly, you should follow this young lady. She's awesome. She's inspiring. And uh, she's doing it for the right reasons. So uh, thanks for joining us. It's episode 130 and change. Maybe. I have no idea. I can't count that high. But uh, we appreciate everybody joining us. And deuces, Joe. Joseph, do you know what? Do you know what you can do in the woods? What? You can shit in the woods. Yes, I can. 
Bang. These leaves are your friend. They are your friend. That's a fact. I've used them recently. Deuces, Joe.